welcome back to A Restless Soul. I'm your host, Liz. As some of you know, season one has been extended. It was originally going to be 12 episodes, but I don't know how many more there's going to be, but there's definitely going to be more because I've been feeling really creative and I've just been lit up by working on this podcast. So I'm excited to share that news. But this particular episode, I recorded it back in February after coming out of a pretty intense emotional low that resulted in me changing up a few things in my business. So it is pretty raw and I think maybe the most vulnerable I've gotten on here. But I had such an aha moment coming out of that low that I knew I should share it with you guys. I've come so far in processing my emotions. I used to be super reactive and I would numb a lot with drinking or keeping myself super busy because my emotions were just so intense and I didn't know how to really work with them. And they were definitely working me. I was unwell for many years. So I kind of walk you through my process in unraveling tough emotions I hope that this helps anyone else who may be struggling with managing emotions. Just note that this should not be a substitute for mental health care. And I am a huge proponent of therapy and for getting professional help when we are truly overwhelmed. In this episode, I examine pressure that I was putting on myself and realizing that it really didn't match up with my priorities for the current season of life I'm in. I also needed to take a look at my priorities because I was feeling so out of alignment. And when I did that, I realized I did need to make some shifts. I needed to check myself and I feel so much better now, even though in the moment I was feeling all out of sorts. I also end this episode where I share a little bit more about the hypnosis practice I was playing around with. I had talked about it on Instagram and a lot of you wanted more info on that. So I do touch on that at the end of the episode. Make sure you join my email list if you haven't already. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, hello. So this is kind of funny that I'm recording because if I'm being honest, we're about halfway through the podcast season, I think. We just got over the halfway mark and I did hit a little fatigue burnout at this point and was getting really excited to just be done with the 12 episodes and to be able to take a break. So the fact that I really want to record right now is just funny to me. So here's a little bonus episode that wasn't planned. But really what I wanted to record today is I recently just posted on Instagram that I was going to scale back a little bit on my business. And I shared why, but I'm feeling called to talk about this a little bit more. And yeah, so hopefully this helps someone. And if not, you get to know me in an even more intimate way, which I'm excited to do. We're all human. We have such complex stories and when we have these little moments to share, we can learn more about each other. So I'm happy to do a solo right now. But what's interesting is I had just had a really intense low. So for those of you who are familiar with human design, I have the biggest 
emotional wave that a person could have. So I have really high highs and very low lows. And when I have a very low low, what I've been finding is now that I understand this about myself and I'm able to honor this aspect of myself, when I'm coming out of the wave, I get bursts of inspiration and bursts of creativity. And I just have a brand new perspective on life. And it's really beautiful. And I love to share when I'm coming out of a wave, which is interesting because I'm not someone who really liked to talk too much publicly or share too much about the more vulnerable things. So this is kind of a newer side of me that we're playing around with. And I don't know, I feel just more complete if that makes sense. But anyway, so going into what led to me being like, hey, you know what? I think I want to take a step back a little bit. And I have to clarify, I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. Nothing like that. It's just sometimes we can be chasing something that we think we want. And when we take a pause, we can get some more clarity. And sometimes what we thought we want, that can change or priorities shift. So This business is still very important to me. I love teaching. I love helping people, all of that. But I think as far as my priorities, a couple of weeks ago, it was much higher on the list of priorities. And now that I'm reflecting on where I am in my life at the moment, it's just going down a few notches. It's really nothing crazy. And that's what's so beautiful about having your own business. If I want to go all in and take 100 clients, I can do that. And if I want to take zero clients, I can do that. I can do whatever the fuck I want, which is really cool. And I think part of the growth that you can take advantage of when you do have your own business is to use it as an experiment of really tuning in and really listening to your intuition in your body and feeling safe to trust that and not have this pressure and feel tied to something that you thought you wanted a month ago six months ago, a year ago, et cetera, whatever, you can ebb and flow with your business. And I don't know, I've seen other people do this. And that has set the example for me that, oh, that's actually possible for me. And if I'm feeling burnt out or overwhelmed, I'm allowed to take a break if I want to. So hopefully me doing this, if you're someone and in your current life, you're feeling a little burnt out or Maybe your priorities are shifting. I hope this gives you just a little nudge to listen to that and to honor that because it's for a reason. Usually when we get these nudges in the moment, we're getting them where I have no idea why this is what I'm being told to do. But I find when I follow them, that's when the most beautiful, amazing things are able to come to form. So getting into what led to me wanting to take a little step back was... I am in a new job right now. I think I've talked about it a little, working for a friend. And what's so different about this job versus other jobs that I've had, in the past, I was always paid for my output and just expected to be constantly pushing out work, having a bunch of cases, output, output, output. And I have had it ingrained in me that the more output I can do, the more money I can make a firm, that makes me more valuable. And if I'm not doing those things, I don't deserve to be paid well. And that's a belief that I've formed, which is totally bullshit. 
So this new job is such a blessing because I feel like I'm in a situation where I'm being paid more for my expertise and for just how I conduct myself in the workplace and my level of work ethic. And output is much less of a focus in this job. So that's been kind of wild for me to wrap my head around. It's not like I'm slacking off and I'm not doing anything and I'm being lazy. Not at all. It's just not as much as I'm used to is expected of me. But the times where I'm needed, obviously, I need to be at 100% and doing my very best. So that is a bit of a mindfuck for me. So I've had more downtime than I've been used to. And I'm not in a toxic work environment anymore. So I just have more energy. When you're in a toxic workplace, like that just sucks the life out of you. So even when you're not working, you're just kind of like a plastic bag. So you're kind of decompressing and you don't have time to think too super deep about your life, if that makes sense. But I've been having a little bit more time to think. And I was just sort of freaking out a little bit and having so much more space and clarity than I've really ever had as I've been in my career. So that has been interesting. And in those moments of pause and ease, things that I would think that I would want to do, like maybe go for a walk, go to the gym, play with my dog, go run errands. I was so paralyzed by overthinking and feeling like I should be doing more. And I had this pressure on myself to push more in my side business. And you guys, having a podcast, it does take a lot of work. This has been an amazing, beautiful experience. I'm so happy I've done it. But it does take a lot of time. So I was editing episodes, recording episodes, making social media for them, then making social media for my business and setting up little systems and meeting with clients. And it was just a lot. And I was in this push-pull with myself where I wanted to just keep going with the business. But then also this little piece of me was like, wait, like, what are you doing? You have all this space that you just opened up. This has not been the case in your life. And I will touch on that more. And why are you just barreling through this time? And the moments that I tried to pause, I couldn't really enjoy them because of all the things going on in my life. When I actually sat still with it, I was feeling pretty sad. And I think I was just using this business to not feel sad and to try to skip over this in-between. And I think that although the in-between isn't the most fun all the time, I think there's just so much potential and possibility here. And so much opportunities for me to grow as a person here. I mean, I feel like the insights that I've reached from just the past week being in this emotional low are so life-changing and just changing the way that I want to show up. So why would I want to skip over this? And I'm resilient. I can deal with a little bit of discomfort. It's not the end of the world. Looking into this sadness, I wanted to pull that back a little bit more. And what that came down to is I'm going to be moving out of the place that I've lived. So I've lived in this area of South Florida since 2012. So that's 11 years. We're going on 11 years. Of course, I should be sad. I moved here when I was 22, lost little soul, so scared, so fearful, so anxious, and just really feeling like I had 
to prove something. And it was my time to make something of myself. So I moved here with this vision of what law school would be like, what practicing as an attorney would be like. I thought that I would meet my husband here and I thought I'd settle down here and live here forever. And, you know, the reality of what happened (laughs) was very different. And I think it was better, but still, there is that 22 year old girl inside of me. She's still part of me. And she had some dreams die here. And it's okay for me to make room for her to feel that sadness. Friends that I thought I'd be friends with forever. The more that I've shifted and become more authentic in myself, a good amount of my friendships have really changed. And it's hard. I feel like some of my friends, got married, had kids. And because I didn't choose that same path, they don't know what to do with me. And honestly, it hurts my feelings. I'd be lying to say it any other way. And that's not all my friends that got married and had kids, but it sucks. There's no other way to put it. Of course, that should make me sad. And that's something that I should acknowledge and mourn. And I do feel on an energetic level that I'm leaving some people behind. They're not ready to go with me where I'm going. and Maybe they never will be. And that's okay. And I've done a lot of inner work. I know I'm showing up differently in my life. I'm sharing my voice more. I'm sharing my opinions more. I'm allowing myself to shine more, not to braggy or anything because I'm not bragging. But before we start to allow ourselves to be seen, the reason we're not doing it is because we're scared that we're going to lose people we love. And guess what? I have lost some of the people that I really care about from doing that. And it is what it is. I've just had to realize I can't stay the same or mold my life just to keep a few people as my friend. And for every person that's faded away in this chapter, there's at least five others who are so amazing and supportive and aligned. And it's all good, but I'd be lying to pretend that that doesn't hurt my feelings or whatever. That is something that I'm sad about. And I need to stop running from that sadness and just feel it. Whenever we have exciting big changes coming in, as exciting and amazing as that is, parts of you have to die to make room for that. And that is really hard. And it's just losing things that we really identified with and held on to for a long time and watching those things crumble away. It's hard. It's a very jarring experience. So I think once I allowed myself to just accept, okay, yeah, I'm sad. And honestly, it would be weird if I wasn't. I've lived here for 11 years and I'm leaving and I probably won't be back here. I don't know. I feel very done with Fort Lauderdale. It feels like a chapter that is being closed. And I don't know. That's just really how it feels. So with the move, that was bringing up some sadness that I was avoiding. And then also, my life was not nearly as free as it is now. So the law culture is very tough. I have so many horror stories of jobs that I worked at. Now I'm working remotely and since COVID have been working remotely, which is a blessing, especially for an introvert like me. But that was not the case. One of the first jobs I had out of law school, just to give you an example, 
I had to clock in and out every day with a thumbprint. There were cameras everywhere, like a camera in every office, a camera over every desk. And the people running the firm, they would actually watch the camera. I was forced to work every Saturday. I could take one Saturday off a month and I'd have to get that specific Saturday approved. Anytime I wanted to take off work for like a wedding or just anything, I always got fought over it. And a lot of my time off requests were denied. And I know some of you are probably like, okay, well, why were you even in this job? Well, after law school finished, I moved home with my parents for maybe a few months. My parents live about an hour north of where I live now. And I was staying with them while I was figuring out a job. So I got a job that had me move back down here. My law school is in the same vicinity as where I live now. And that job was going pretty good. I got a really nice apartment downtown. And within a few months, one of the partners was embezzling money. So that office had to get shut down and I lost my job. I had maybe 2 months of work experience. And now that I have experience, it's been very easy for me to get attorney jobs. But when you're just starting out, it's hard to get a job with just law clerk experience, let alone 2 months of experience. I wasn't very marketable at that time. So my old boss from that job, he set me up with that firm that I was just referring to. And I really didn't have a choice. I was in this lease that was pretty expensive. They had agreed to match my salary from the last firm. It was slightly higher than what other firms were starting people out at. And if I had done another firm, I probably wouldn't have been paid enough to be able to continue to afford this apartment. So yeah, I was kind of stuck. And I think I made it there like 10 months before things started to open up and I was able to finally get out of it. But that was brutal. And I just remember three of my girlfriends, they were going to Europe and they had invited me to go. I had never been to Europe. I wanted to go so bad, but I knew that my job would never grant a week off. I couldn't even get a day off. Literally, I had to fight for every day off that I needed. (laughs) So I was just like, I can't even go. And I remember being so pissed and disappointed that that was my life. So to go from working at places like that to now be working remote jobs and have the freedom to travel as I work, it's really night and day. And I feel like I have to remember my beginnings and that version of me that all I wanted to do was be able to like take a week vacation, which is nothing crazy. To me now, not only being able to work from home and being paid well and being paid for my expertise and not being expected to be this workhorse, it's crazy. And that's something that I should reflect on and celebrate because I fought through fucking hell to get to where I am today, to be honest. And I've had some people make comments about how much I travel and, oh, do you work and whatever. And, you know, Those people who make those comments, I have a feeling that they would not want to go through what I went through to get to this point. I'll just leave it at that. But yeah, so that was just a big reflection that I needed to have. And I also was kind of laughing at myself because I'm like, why are you pushing this business so hard and trying to create all this work for yourself so that you can't really enjoy this freedom that you have. And I'm in my early 30s, making good money. I don't have kids. I don't have a partner. This is fucking awesome. I get to 
travel and see the world. And I don't really owe anyone anything, which is such a good feeling. So why am I trying to push through this time and create more work for myself when I don't really need to? I have enough. I am enough. So what exactly was going on? And I think really what it was is I didn't want to sit with that sadness that was coming up. Also, by now, you guys will have heard the episodes that I recorded with Chelsea Reif and Day Luna, which were so amazing. And they're such expanders for me, all three of those women. And as I was sitting across from them, I know I'm on the right path. I know I'm pretty high vibe. I'm not saying this to compare myself or to put myself down or to create higher standards for myself. This isn't that at all. But when I was sitting with them, I really was just taken aback by how confident they are. And I'm not not confident, but I'm not at that level. And I kind of just had this little realization of, okay, like, yes, You are ready to be teaching and sharing and helping people. Absolutely. But as a person, there is just a little bit more growth that I need to let myself have. And I really do feel like when I'm off traveling, that's going to help me build that confidence muscle because I'm really going to be going out into the unknown. The unknown is something that has always terrified me. I mean, I'm a lawyer. I went to school forever. I've worked really shitty jobs just to have some type of certainty to cling on to. I've put up with really shitty boyfriends just to have some type of certainty to cling on to. I don't do well with uncertainty. And I see so clearly now that that's something that's kind of holding me back a bit from being as evolved and amazing and expansive as I could be. So I'm saying that with so much love and reverence for myself. I don't think there's anything wrong with being honest. And, you know, comparison can be very toxic, but I think it's also okay to use it as sort of a goalpost for yourself as long as you have a healthy relationship with that. And that's what those conversations did to me. So I realized, okay, I will get to a point where this business is going to take off. I will get to a point where I will feel 100% worthy of all the blessings and all the amazing things that I do intend to create with this business. I'm not quite there yet. I still love myself. I still accept myself. I'm still valuable and worthy despite that. And I have this amazing opportunity that I have wanted for actual years. This is something I've been dreaming of for years. And it's finally here. It's finally happening. And this is going to help me really grow and learn to embrace uncertainty. And I've also been studying the Gene Keys And learning how to navigate uncertainty is a really big part of the lessons I'm meant to learn in this lifetime. So I think it's really wise of me to focus a little bit more on that journey and scale back slightly in the business, if that makes sense. I think that whatever is waiting for me in this crazy, exciting void that's ahead of me, I think whatever is waiting for me there is going to be so epic. It's probably going to be more magical than what I have in mind for this business at this time. If that makes sense, I hope it does. So yeah, I just need to take a step back, really fully embrace this life lesson that I'm about to get the opportunity to dive into head on. And when I'm saying I'm diving into the unknown, I'm moving out of my apartment end of April, putting my stuff in storage, 
As of right now, I only have two stops on my travels planned out. Haven't bought a flight yet. And I really don't know what's going to come. I have some ideas. There's some seeds that have been planted, but it's really a blank canvas, which I'm not even scared of. I'm really excited by the thought of that. I did have a reading with a really gifted medium a few weeks ago. And he said that I would be in this kind of living off the grid, traveling. I'll probably come back to Florida in between stops because I have a dog and my parents are here. So I won't be completely gone, but I will be traveling for extended periods of time. And he said that would be for about a year, which when I had initially thought about doing this, I was thinking like nine months. So 12 months sounds good. So yeah, you heard it here first. We'll see what it ends up being, but I'm really excited. And I just, I'm glad that I sat down and talked this out. It helped me process everything. And I am trusting that if I am having such a profound realization that there is value in me sharing that with you guys. So thanks for listening. And I love you so much. Oh my God, I almost forgot to share with you guys about that little hypnosis experiment that I did. So basically, I learned this technique through Natalia Benson. I was in her membership for about a year and a half, I think. And while I was in her membership, she had taught us this hypnosis practice. And for whatever reason, I never really went through with doing it at the time. Maybe I wasn't ready. Who knows? Sometimes we block ourselves. It's crazy. But all you do, it's pretty simple. So you could record whatever you want to say. So you could say, I'm abundant. Money flows in with ease. I'm magnetic. I have the most amazing friend group, like whatever it is that you want, you say those things out loud. You probably record yourself talking for a few minutes. Then on GarageBand, you add that as a track and copy and paste it a few times. So you would want to do it to make it 18 or 20 minutes. And then over that, you make another track with meditation music. And that creates this little hypnosis track of your voice. And you play that before bed or right when you wake up, when your brain is in that most susceptible state to be able to receive the hypnosis. And I finally gave it a go. I don't even remember fully what made me want to do it, but I just gave it a try. And so when I did that hypnosis practice, I was really amazed. So I was able to sell my Peloton bike after the first night I listened to it. I had been trying to sell that bike for months and was getting nowhere because I mean, everyone got a Peloton during COVID and now they're really not worth very much, but I was able to sell it for the price I wanted to sell it for. So that was good. Also, I got money that I was owed from my old firm. I had someone reach out with an opportunity to step in for them, another attorney. And it was just really easy money. I didn't have to do much to get that. I had just really beautiful moments with friends and family. I also had really clear, intuitive, almost prophetic dreams where my next steps that I'm supposed to take came through so, so clearly, which was really comforting. And yeah, got me hyped up for all these travels. So that's just a few things that came through when I did that. Something that I did notice is when I first had done this practice 
with Natalia's program, she had us record our talking. And I did that, but I never followed through with making the actual track. And when I listened to it back, the way that my voice sounded, the frequency, it just sounded like I didn't really believe what I was saying. So if I had done it with that recording, I don't really think I would have gotten the same results. But since that time, I've done a lot of throat chakra clearing. And I think the higher frequency you're at, I think just the more powerful that hypnosis would be. So if you do give it a try and you're not getting instant amazing results, maybe work with either myself or with some other type of healer and work on opening up that throat chakra because once that is clear of blockages, whatever you speak will come to you much more easily. And I'm also... I have an open throat in human design. Throat is something that has always been a challenge for me. So that's just one point that I wanted to make. But I think you guys should give it a try if it calls to you. I've been really digging hypnosis lately. So yeah, I just wanted to share about that because I know a few people had reached out and wanted to know more about it. And I'm sorry, (laughs) listening to it now, it doesn't sound so profound at all, but I did want to share. So hope you got something from that. And if you have any questions, you can always DM me. All right, now we're really signing off. Love you guys. Bye. (laughs) 